0: It's Wednesday. We've got another fresh episode of Mommy Group. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about lying, about telling the truth. How do you discipline when someone doesn't
1: tell the truth?
2: When someone or your child (laughs) does.
1: What is the difference between white lies and real and just a straight, just up, a straight lie. up lie? We're talking a little bit
0: about social media and how you the, the presentation is almost a lie half the time and kind of how we wrestle with that. Um, and then the conversation gets a little bit a little bit intense, but it's a really good one. We hope that you guys stick through it with the whole one. It's it's a beautiful conversation. Let's do it. So this is the I mean this is the coolest ridiculous thing ever because It's so annoying, but it sounds like it shouldn't be that annoying. So we had to buy these two fireplace screen covers that weigh like 50 pounds. These things are super heavy. Supposed to buy it for something at home and family. The segment got canceled, but I'd already bought the stuff on Amazon. So I did a return label, you know, like whatever needs to return. Sometimes Amazon is awesome. Sometimes they're super annoying. It was one of those annoying ones. So I had to pay like $20 for like an Amazon pickup. And I needed a pickup because it was too heavy and I didn't want to put it in the car. Anyway... A long, annoying process, like two weeks later, they finally drop off the labels. For some reason, they won't put the labels on it and take it, they leave the labels at the door. So I take off the labels, I put them on, it's ready to go. Mailman's gonna come tomorrow and pick it up. We are leaving as a family to go to a birthday party, and I walk outside and I see the labels on the floor, and I'm like, What? Or I see something on the floor. I'm like, What is this? And it's the labels, and I look at the boxes. And the labels have been ripped off the boxes oh. into like four or five pieces. Oh my god. And I know instantly it's Blake. Because Blake is like <laughs> a... <laughs> you do? She is a freaking terror. She just destroys things. Like she sees something that is not hers... And she'll just try to break it. Like, she's just a crazy person. So I just know that this is her. If there's crayon on the wallpaper, it's Blake. Really? Oh, my gosh. So I come outside, and they're already outside on the porch. And I look at her, and, like, it was one of those moments where, like, it bubbled up because of just the annoyingness of it. And, like, why? Why would you do this? So I, like, clap my hands so hard because, like, I want to hit something. And so I'm just, like, and I, like, slap my hands. And I'm just, like, Blake, did you do this? I know she did this. And she's, like, no. And I'm, like, Blake? Did you rip the labels off the box? No, Ma, no, no. Uh-oh. And she just keeps saying no. Did she blame
1: it on her brother or she, she just, just keeps said no?
0: No, no, no. But she does this funny thing when she lies. She like averts eye contact and like goes dead in the eyes. So she's just like, no.
1: <laughs> no.
0: It's like really creepy. I'm oh, like, what gosh. happened to you? And so I know for sure that she did it. And so finally I have to like... Calm down, and I'm like Blake. I'm not okay. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be upset, but I need to know if you did it. I need you to tell me the truth if you did it. And so then she kind of finally comes around after like a long time. Finally comes around to being like, yeah, I did it or whatever. So I catch her in this. I mean, I don't catch her in this lie. She she lied to me. She just blatantly lied to me, and she does it all the time. Where. As soon as she can tell she did something wrong, her default is just to lie and say she didn't and do she's it. Like from the
1: kids, where does what it
0: come from? It?
1: She's she's four going to be five? No, no,
0: no. She's three. Yeah, She'll three. be four in September. Oh, so that's she's little.
1: She's, she's that little. Where does that come from? In terms know. of like, obviously we don't actively lie in front of our kids, or I don't yeah. think we do most of the time. So where did you know, like sometimes I see my son doing it and I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, you're 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 not giving up on this. So, like I literally have to throw in a higher being in it, and I'm like well, not not to bring oh, up, God, see, knows. God knows. Not God knows. to bring up the parenting conference again. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> parenting conference. But
2: I'm pretty sure, and guys, we need to have an expert on, or I need to find some facts somewhere, mm-hmm. but I'm just trying to recall some of the things that we talked about. And one of the things was there's was a certain age where when kids lie, they're not lying like adults do, they're avoiding conflict. Yeah. That's um, a good, you know, yeah. they're not trying to. Upset us, or you know, the definition they're of they're not lie. trying to be
1: malicious. It's not bad intent. It's that they want to make the they they know what
2: they're saying better. is wrong, but it's it's to avoid conflict. It's to avoid something else, and well, they're still not understanding. That's how it. I lie.
1: That's <laughs> why I would lie.
0: Yeah, I think that that's the reason you
2: lie. Oh my gosh, she's three and, and a
1: half. Better. So
0: she just, but she does it all the time. She just says no right away, and she says no so fast that I know that she did it because she doesn't listen. She's like, did you just know? Like she says it well, right away and she punishment? sticks to it. Because
1: I have a punishment from when I was younger that I need to tell you guys so, about. Oh my god, I can't wait. Okay, so I, in the
0: moment she, I bought these, this is one of these, these are these ridiculous things that I feel like sometimes it is that moment where like only moms get this because it's so ridiculous. But I finally gave in and bought her these Trolls gummies that she really wanted. And she was so excited. She was jumping up and down. She screamed to Mike when he got home. Wait,
1: And she was so stoked and I gave her
0: a packet of the gummies and I said, you can have them and I'll open for you. I'll open them for you when we get in the car. And we were walking to the car when I saw it. So I took the trolls gummies back from her and she was hysterically crying and you know, like ridiculous being so dramatic. And I was like, you lied to me. You lied. You're not allowed to lie to me. You have to tell me the truth. You're not always going to get in trouble, but that's a non-negotiable. You cannot lie to me like that.
1: Did she get the gummies back?
0: The next day, okay. I wouldn't let her have him for the full day. And yeah. it was in the
1: afternoon or and Blanky. after
0: dinner, can we have a snack? No. I'm on Team
1: Blanky, Blakey all the time. It was, so. well,
0: you know, you're dead to me then.
1: Um, no, <laughs> oh and she, and my so gosh. it was in that
0: moment that was something that she really wanted. And I knew I was going to suffer for it, taking it away. But it was important because I'm like, you cannot lie. Well, I
1: asked that because I, at, A young age of six. So, we're at what my age my son is right now. I got in trouble for lying in school. I think it was like I was passing a note, and the teacher caught me and was like, Did you just do that? And I was like, No. Right. You know, obviously trying to diffuse the situation. And I was in private school at this point. I was in kindergarten or first grade. And I will never forget this, but me and the boy or the girl that I was passing it to, I forgot who it was, we were forced to, during playtime, Stand in the middle of the playground. I think there was like a big, uh, what do you call it? Not the merry, is a merry-go-round? I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. oh like the carousel thing? Yeah. yeah. And and we had to sit on it, stand on it with our clothes on and diapers over our clothes. What? It was the most bizarre punishment, but it was too, em- and it was so embarrassing. And Obviously. I remember, I was like, what is this teaching me? But it did in whatever For I mean, I never acted. I mean, I-, I was only at that school until I think third grade, and then after that, I was like out of there, but I. But you felt like it worked? That is so insane. I don't know if it worked. I mean, it worked to a point where I was like, it drilled into my head. Like, I never want to be embarrassed like that again. But I was, it's something that until this day I never forget. Right? But I don't, I mean, I think it worked. I'm not a liar. But I, I I don't know. I was a good student. It was just crazy. That's so interesting thinking
0: about what the punishment is. Because we were talking about that. There's this like article that everyone's like, you know, up in arms about this woman. Uh, Her daughter was caught lying. And I guess she's been caught lying like a handful of times. She made the daughter create a huge sign, like a big poster board sign that. that says I lied and like embarrassed my whole family. And she had to stand on a busy intersection in her town with the mom and hold the sign up to all the cars. They did say though, what's interesting is they did say that they gave the daughter an option of like either hold up the sign or you like can't go to the dance or something. They gave her like two choices. I have to look up exactly what it was and she chose the sign and the parents were like, we stand by our choice. She'll never do it again. She learned her lesson. There are consequences, and she chose her consequence, and but, she has to stand and by And I wonder so if it was post, like
1: sharing it in public, doing like a, a That's n- what now I was just going to say public. public
2: shaming and yeah. embarrassing, which your private school did to you, Ami, mm-hmm. and what this parent um, and stepdad did to this daughter. Public shaming, embarrassing. It did drive the point home. And I mean, I guess for, for me, as a mom that hasn't experienced this yet, oh. I would much rather prefer to follow. Uh, the parenting of Orly, where you take
1: something away and it doesn't become this public embarrassing. Oh, I shamey. agree. Yeah. I agree, but I do think, like for instance, right now, even Orly and I, with our kids under like seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. we haven't experienced true lying. Like I think in this case, no, I haven't. Like, yeah, I weird. haven't read this article yet, but like I don't know. There, she just learned where she was. But there are different measures of that, and if and, and mm-hmm. depending on what that was previously, right? Like if you're lying about being at a boy's house or lying yeah. about doing certain things, like. Then I think to maybe drive the point home, I, I don't know if I would ever, ever succumb to doing this, but I think there are different measures that you do. She's 17 years old, so she obviously knows that, you know. Yeah, they the said she's 17,
0: she's this. been lying, like they keep catching her lying. So you got to do
1: something a they, little bit
0: more Yeah, harsh, and just but, to clarify, they it was either you stand there with the sign or you're grounded for the whole summer. So they, they okay. you know, I mean that's a tough, yeah. I would stand out there with the freaking sign too yeah. at that point. totally. So she had to stand out there with the sign um interesting and i think the the thing that's hard is like i wonder if it's when you were talking about like what how do little kids learn this like mm-hmm. i wonder if it's an inherent thing to lie I and know. we have to teach it out like as a society we have decided we don't lie and so that's our job as a parent to to teach away something that's actually like i elite. hear like, you.
1: it is so hard though because even right now like i'll joke with the kids and my son will Rion will be like I'll be joking about hiding something, you know, and he's like, you're lying to me. That's, you're a liar, mom. And I'm like, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Oh there's a gosh.
1: difference between playing a game and I'm joking with you yeah. about, you know, like, I play this game with them where I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, what's your name? Like, you're not yeah. my kids, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you're lying to me. You're lying. You're a liar. And then Mila now, who's younger, yeah. is like, mom, sh- Oh, she's going to copy her brother. So, yeah, yeah, of course. And so I'm like, wait, 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 liar is a very blanket statement and you can't yeah. say that. But I am now at this crossroads, as I'm sure you are, and you're going to get there too, bandy where how do you teach them what is a lie, when it's okay to fib or white lie, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, we were talking earlier about like, okay, we're, we have too many birthday party conflicts, and I don't want to just say I'm going to this one, so I'm going to lie and say I have, maybe a, I'm omitting some of the truth, right? Yeah. Or I'm saying, oh, one of the kids are sick and we can't come. When the kids know very well, no, mom, I'm not sick. Yeah, well, I think it. it's about differentiating what, types of
2: lie what, what that means. But what does that
1: mean? Isn't there such a thing? So I came lying across this line?
2: article um, from Making Caring Common Project by Harvard. And it's basically tips for encouraging honesty. And one thing that you just said Ami was um, you know communicating with them about what what the lying is. I don't know. One of this uh, one of the tips that they recommend is modeling honesty. So paying attention to whether you're modeling honesty and integrity in your day-to-day actions but then also um teaching self awareness about what that specific lie is or um uh or, so kind or of talking what through experience, it yeah talking, talking and through, through it communicating it. another thing is encouraging honesty so why it's an important value why um lying is wrong or why a white lie which is a whole other layer of things Might be
1: okay to say. I do like what you said, though, preventing
2: from hurting someone's feelings. I do
1: like what you said, though, about the fact that you know I do think it's an innate thing. We're teaching them not to do. We're trying Mm -hmm. to teach them out of it, but it's innate because you innately don't want to have bad things happen, or you don't want there to be conflict, Mm -hmm. right? Like you were saying. So I do think that. It comes from a good place when they're younger. But, yeah, I think communicating about it is probably the best thing. Instead of just saying, like, you lied, you're not supposed to lie, here's your punishment, maybe talking through it a little bit more and being like, do you know why that was bad? Like Exactly, you know like and building
2: trust with your child so that you're helping them develop some sort of self-awareness so that they... Or understanding what that lie is, or why they didn't
1: feel like they could trust to right, tell to the, say truth. the truth. Well, okay, so well, and I remember growing up like lying. I just associated that with like, no, there was no talking about it. it was, like you were just gonna get in trouble. So for me, it was. Yeah, it I think was we a lot we we're all raised know, like right. That. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a just generational. Like, thing. Yeah. Wait, can I say one thing though? This this brings up a really interesting. Uh, segue for me because we all do the whole content creation thing on Instagram. We, we show our kids on there mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I get asked all the time about like, oh my God, why don't you do more stuff with, why don't you f- like uh-huh. focus primarily on mom blogging and yeah. do like with Mila and show and do the mommy and me stuff. And I, to me, I, this brings up a huge thing around truth and what really like perception is, you know, the perception of Instagram and social media yeah. and what you see on the grid versus real life and to me there's such a disparity that it's like that's not my truth right someone actually said and shared this amazing quote which is like my personality is on instagram not the person not my personal oh business. wow hmm. and i not my person and i was like that's a a very uh, it's a scary quote actually because it's almost one of those things where people i think are trying to be authentic and navigating through this whole thing of like i'm not trying to be so curated and i'm not trying uh-huh. to be so perfect mm-hmm. but then we are, you know? But and even those moments, um, even those moments of
0: being, like, authentic and show are contrived. Of course, and, and they're curated,
1: plan. and they're usually yeah. somehow crafted with a partnership or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's all about how we are becoming our own amazing salespeople and advertisers and things like that. Obviously, we do it authentically because there are products and things like that that we talking And not, about. Always. Yes. not always. Sometimes, I think not always because
2: sometimes I just have this impulse to share Something that just happened because I do feel like it's a teaching point or I do feel like it's a takeaway that I would want to share with other people. So in a way, I guess there is a production or it's planned ahead, but um, some of the parenting stuff that I talk about on Instagram stories definitely is not
1: finessed and curated. It's just, you know, in the moment. Well, I, I mean... I know of some other mom bloggers that I've been around and I see the stuff that they put on the grid and then I've seen the behind the scenes where oh my God. they almost Oh yeah it's yeah. a job for their little mm-hmm. kids and to me that scares me because my kids are at an impressionable age where, you know, I don't want Mila to feel like she has to every time a camera's on her perform and beyond. And we've talked yeah, about this course, early with absolutely. like home and family. It's a reason why you kind of stop doing the curated segments with your kids because you want it to be really come from a place of authenticity and so I also feel like they're gonna have the rest of their lives to have to be on you know in certain ways like let them live and so if they're comfortable if I'm like hey guys can we do this real quick um and I catch myself being frustrated and I'm like why aren't you just taking this picture I stop because I'm like that to me is a telltale sign that I'm I'm not I'm not being truthful because that picture that comes out is not going to be honest you know what I mean um, but it's it's interesting. It's a big reason why I think I have fought a lot internally with putting out even more content that I probably could. Because my, my kid content does really, really well. Yeah. All the family stuff does amazingly well. Um, But I just don't want to push it. I don't want to push it on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I think about um social media and stuff, it's just funny because there are some... There's this one mom blogger who I don't know personally. Her name, it's like Barefoot Blonde. What's her? Amber oh. Filler up. Thank you, up. Amber Filler up. So I don't know her personally, like at all. Whenever I look at her photos, I am overcome with feelings of like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> like, Ugh. kind of like, really? Seriously, They were just at the Come peony on. farm. Yeah.
1: Like,
2: they we're always going... are matching. Their house is immaculate and Wait, gorgeous. Wait, who is this woman? I don't know. She's Mormon. All the, all the all beautiful the, yeah. bloggy mommy. So she, bloggy yeah, mommy. it's <laughs> like,
0: of course, like, it's a day of peony picking. peony picking. Right. So they're in this field of peonies, and they're picking these perfect flowers, and they're all coordinated, and the husband's, like, the photographer, and they're always taking these cute family pictures, and everything is so perfect looking, and they could be... That perfect. And, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's a lie. Like, maybe if you spent a day with them, you're like, man, they really made that look magical and that was a disaster. Like, who knows? But something about it, it's weird. It's like when it, there's certain people when I look at, it makes me feel like less than, and then I wonder, like, okay, so then should I stop following that person because it makes me feel like that, or is maybe it, it's, it's making me feel badly for a reason, and maybe it's something, like, I'm like, oh, man, they always do such great things, and that could inspire me and my family to start doing more.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 getting getting anxiety anxiety right now, the peony picking block. That is actually a very good point that you bring up because I, I have friends that tell me for their own mental health, they, they mute other people's um, yeah. Feed because it makes them feel lesser of a person, and like they're like, I'm going on this platform to kind of get inspiration for maybe you know an outfit or the right. next party I'm throwing, and instead I go on and I feel really down about myself. You get sucked down this rabbit and hole, it, and it brings yes. up this whole thing yourself. also about like how it is a drug. It is an endorphin that makes you so happy at times, right? Which is why they they say actively after posting something, put your phone away right. and don't look at it for 30 minutes because you get so drawn into numbers and all this kind of stuff and act engagement and all this it stuff. It just
0: makes me it makes me feel like I feel like I'm a really confident person yeah. and normally I couldn't give a hoot about what anyone else is doing with their time or their life. Like I'm more concerned with what I'm doing with mine. But so it makes me curious like what does it say about me that there are these certain people that I want to believe that that's a lie. Like I want to believe Agreed. that I want to believe that that feed is a bunch of
1: BS. Because you want. What to, is that? Why? Because Why? I don't. Want, I'm not normally like human, that, but that is because it just nature. seems so unattainable right. and perfect. It's, it's human nature to feel that way, and I hate saying it, but like jealousy, um, and it's not a, not jealousy in its pure form, but like a degree of that, mm-hmm. and, and you know, aspirational, like yes. all that kind of stuff. It's. It's it's human nature and it's stuff that we have to justify in our head somehow yeah. of like, oh, you know, when we look at celebrities, like, oh well of course she's so skinny because like yeah, she's a full time trainer right? and, and she has a chef. Yeah. I mean, I think about it, look at I and, and I look at sometimes this stuff and I'm like, God, I am a thirty-seven year old woman and I get so caught up yeah. in all of this of the fact like so and so is leading this glamorous life, you know, and I'm like, why am I stressed about that? Like I'm a very happy, satisfied yeah you know grateful woman and yet this bugs me. Well, it's like when you see I think people, you should, you got to stop
2: following her cuz I, I follow should. her and oh my gosh, she gives me so much inspiration and I I kind of feel like when I watch her stories that that's just is that
1: is her life. Yeah. I know. So you don't, feel, you don't feel you don't feel that same way. Well, I think that she,
2: the beauty that her husband is a photographer. Oh yeah. Um she does They're get in sent it amazing clothing for the whole family. She Um, She's Mormon. She very has like this laid back kind of vibe. She just had a third baby to the mix. So she's breastfeeding. She's taking care of the kids. She has said that they don't have any outside help. um, And they don't even have. um, So this is their life. Yeah, I think it's like just like it's it's not, really it's her. Is not there,
0: right? No, yeah. 100%. I don't think, and just to clarify, I don't think it's a lie, no, but I yeah. find it interesting to learn something about myself that I want you, to think it's a lie. Yes. Like, that's where the interesting You don't thing have to justify
1: in. that. I think 99.9% of people think that way, yeah. like you do. It's, and just, like, it's normal.
0: It's made me think about it because my husband just walked in the room. But, like, even with, like, social media posting with husbands and wives... Whenever my, I'm so, I've always been someone who's really affectionate and, and my Mike is not really like that. And so for our whole relationship, I always wanted him to be more, I'm like making eye contact with him as he's walking through the room. <laughs> I always wanted him to be more affectionate in public, more touchy, more kissy, more, more outwardly. I love you. Like I wanted all of more, 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 our whole relationship always. And so whenever I see people like on social media, like doing a happy birthday post and doing this long drawn out, like love letter publicly, I'm always wonder like, I, we feel that way, very connected to each other. We just don't post it on social media. And so then sometimes you see those posts on, you see those posts from people who do that, who, you know, love letter out loud. And then the, you, you end up finding out they're getting a divorce or so you end up like, right. so the people use it for so many different reasons. And some of it is just to share something that's exactly going on with the world. And some of it's to put out an image that isn't really going on with the world. And you never know. Which one it is? Which one's the truth? because yeah. you never know. Which Sometimes is why it
1: is. I think social media in general causes so much anxiety too, yeah. because there are people who try to live their truth on their platform, and they're at odds with it. Because, like for instance, I, I feel I try to be really authentic with what's going on in my real life with it, but like if I'm down and I'm just not feeling it, I usually my posts don't ref, they reflect they can't reflect that I'm, you know, let's say I just got in a car accident. It's not going to reflect that I just got in a car accident. But I, I really don't like that. that example, by the way. I know because we I know, saw accidents on the way to oh, this yeah, podcast, know, and it made But me I'm just so trying sad. to say that, like, it's hard because then you do have this—you're uh, on this guise of like, what's true and what's not. What so am I living right now? This is
2: interesting because all of us share our private lives online, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we share our relationships with our husbands and our kiddos. And I came across—I came across this Washington Post article from this writer. Um, she's a writer and a mommy blogger and she has been writing about her children, uh, you know, since they were born and she's, um, shared kind of everything with the world as much as, much as we've kind of shared, um, you know, how little they slept when they were little or, um, different child stories that came up. So anyways, so her child finally got a computer at like 14 years old, at like 14 right? years old She had been begging for a phone, a tablet, a computer, something, so she's, you know, fourth, fifth grade, and so she gave, the mother gave the daughter a computer, and within hours, the daughter decided to, like, Google her name and um, her mom's name and so forth, and then she marched to the room and was just like, what is this? You've been writing about me and my stories, and there's pictures of me on the internet, and... You know, you've been sharing all these things that happen that are embarrassing. And the mom was like, oh my gosh, I did. Th- that's not my... what I was my intention. You know, and the girl is like, you did all this without my permission. And I immediately yeah. thought of Little Amazing yeah. <laughs> at Little Amazing on Instagram and my baby in utero at Littler Amazing because <gasps> I might be doing that. Now, I've made the personal commitment to never shame my child online. So, for example, sometimes I don't share. Um, you know, things that Millie's going through, temper tantrums and so forth or, or whatever because that's right. what, guys, I'm not a parenting expert and my job is not to share every aspect of what goes on. But when cool things work and I'm excited to share, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I cracked the code to, you know, the lunchtime slump of a toddler. Here are some cool ideas for feeding your kid. Um, or this is how I got Millie to take, you know, a longer afternoon nap. I mean, I want to share those things. But it really got me thinking about yeah, what I share online... And how that's going to
1: affect my child later on. I think there's boundaries for that because in this article, though, too, she talks about um, how she wrote about a disappointment in her daughter's social life because one of her best friends stopped talking to her. Now, that to me, yeah. is very It's personal. pretty intimate. And it's, yeah, yeah you know. Because that's it, not about her it's not her her being parents as a mother. Exactly. That's a, her,
0: a daughter. You know, when experience.
1: I think about the stuff we're parenting with, it's like, and, and I think at a certain age, it's okay to say like, oh, you know, my two-year-old doesn't get along with her classmates. That's still fair because I think they're yeah. still tiny humans. They belong, to, you know, they yeah. are, they're under our control. But like, yeah, when you start talking about that and you have the ability to like search online, that I feel like is, a, that's like almost like, I remember this, my mom actually read my diary when I was in 7th grade and it broke a level of trust I had with her it's taken a long time and to think I was 12 years old but it had my first kiss in there it Mm. had a lot of stuff and the fact that she just so quickly was like I remember it was a girlfriend's house and she called me and was like you need to come home now and I was like, "Oh my god, something's wrong." And I came home, and my diary was sitting on the table. Oh. And I still remember it's like this little My Little Pony one. I kept the lock on it because I had no—I I just didn't think that anybody would ever do. <laughs> oh my god! It. Mommy, but the I fact love you. that she read that and and like just so easily, like threw it all of it yeah. to the side, you know, and was like, "You're in trouble for this and yeah. this and this." And I was like, "Oh!" Without even just those respecting are my yeah. Oh. And those are my personal like happenings and my. Adolescent life that you just kind of took away from me. Although I understand where she was coming from. I am so sensitive to that. So, like that, like reading that part of it, kind of I, I, well, I'm in the well Something
2: that it made me think about is when I think about my daughter, she's mine. She's mine, she's my yeah. husband's, we share her, she's ours. You know, we call the shots, she's little, I'm the parent, she's the child, and as much as I respect my child and I try to understand her, there is this ownership. But that's right, and that's really
1: not what it should be. Oh, you don't think so, right now? I I oh yeah, right right now, now yeah, my job.
2: But I mean, that relationship has to evolve, and the perspective of how I view her needs to kind of oh, change. Oh, of course. And it will, because
1: she, guess what? Millie's going to ha- start having her own point of view, and she's going to start talking back to you, and she's going ha- to be But isn't it crazy certain... how we
2: think that? Like, of you know, course. I'm like, oh, a little bit. Like, I offered to have her be a part of a video that I did the other day, and it was very easy. It was just B-roll, so non-audio footage of her and me enjoying this recipe I'd made, because it made sense. I make this recipe for my family. You know, Millie should be a part of that. And that's just something I decided but this, this I, I think know, there's really an age. Got me I, at
0: some point, I think there's an age when it starts to become yeah. they're really autonomous people with their own kind of like lives, their own social lives, their own dynamics with people, yeah. and it's not really yours to comment on anymore, at least not in a public forum. Unless they bring but, it up
1: to you and say that.
0: But still, it's not yours to write about. Right. Those experiences mm-hmm. are not your own anymore. They are your daughters, I mean, the, or your sons. The one thing that she she wrote here as a way to describe, so her first of all, her daughter said, can you take everything off the internet? Yeah. And the mom said, like, that's not possible. And I don't know if she just meant that, like, once it's on the internet, it's on the internet, yeah. or whether she meant, like, I'm not willing yeah. to remove all of this content. But what she did say was, we seem to be creating this unrealistic image of the mother as an all-giving, all-knowing, selfless superhuman who will gladly give up the last piece of apple pie to please her lip-smacking, big-eyed child. Surely there's a way to cut the pie so that I can write about motherhood in a way that takes into account my daughter's feelings and respects her boundaries. But if I simply cordoned off? Cardoned off? Cut off. Whatever. (laughs) But if I simply cut off motherhood as a forbidden subject for my writing, we would never know. And so she's basically like I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. I've, my career mm-hmm. is based off of me being a like parenting
1: writer, a right? Someone yeah, who this writes is about motherhood. What I
0: do. And I'm not willing to turn off that part of myself because it inconveniences I you. I
1: think that that's actually and that's why I think it's really split like okay, real housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm going to bring oh that God. up. <laughs> but like Kyle Richards, if you guys watch things, mm-hmm. she got into a huge thing with a spat with her two sisters, the Hiltons, yes. um Kathy Hilton and someone else because of the sitcom that she wrote about and yeah. it had true life anecdotes that they grew up with and about their American their, woman right? something oh, like wow. that and with their mom and her sisters were really upset and it was interesting because I thought about it and I'm like huh I don't know if I would actually do something like this without their consent without my yeah. family's consent but in this situation mother daughters is a whole different thing and mother child because you have mm-hmm. so it's quote unquote ownership over them or yeah. not but I, I see both sides of this I totally yeah. see both sides of this um, I think that I think it's just it's a hard it's a really tough thing to navigate. Like, I, I I really do agree that in the beginning it all feels about you. Yeah,
0: it's your experience as a mom. It's your experience in this new sort of like motherhood. Mm-hmm. It is as it relates to your life. How are you balancing out? What are you doing? And the the child in it is sort of like a supporting their, a supporting role. Yeah, yeah they're well, like a supporting role in this story. And then at a certain point they become. Like this is so cheesy, but like they become like the lead in yeah. their own story, and you need supporting, to take a step. Yeah. They're not. They're no longer a supporting role in no. yours. And at what point do you stop in, in, using them in your own content? If you are in sort of content creation world, at what point do you say it's just not mine? Can't, and then what happens? What else do you? T- if that's what you've built your entire gotta career have on. another baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But here's something. I, this is a little different. But Red Table Talk. Do you guys listen mm-hmm. to that? With, uh, I love that show. No, I haven't. Oh my Smith. god, it's so good. So it's basically three generations of women. So yes. grandma Jada Pinka, and then their daughter Willow. And one of the recent episodes was about. Jada Pinkett being really open about having, like, a porn addiction. Like, she was just, like, she had... Really? And it was when she was I was single, not like, expecting yeah, that either. at all. I just thought about, it, because this article, this Washington Post article, talks about when to talk to kids about internet porn sooner than parents think. And I was like, oh, maybe oh we God. should talk about that. But... Um, I was floored because Jada is very vulnerable and says, mm-hmm. look, this was my time before I was with Will, and I was emotional, and I think that's where it came from, was a place of emotion. I was lacking, I had a void, and I was filling it with this. And she's like, I was literally addicted to it. Wow. And for me, I was like, wow, you're saying this in front of your daughter, and you're being so much.' Oh my and gosh. And your mother. And And, so I, mean, and, mother. and I know, you, you guys should listen to it, but it was, um, it was interesting because the conversation, especially... Her mom was, I think, just more listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting because Willow, her daughter, was asking a lot of questions. And I thought it was very empowering. I don't think I could ever do that, but it was empowering because Willow was asking a lot of questions. like do you think this do you think this came about because you were? You were seeking love and you didn't have it, yeah. and so you, and so I thought she was. It was a very mature conversation, to have but as far as the truth in that in that aspect of it, I was yeah. like, damn, I don't know if I could. This is I could do that when
0: you that said place. that. It just made me think of something else, and and I'm, I don't want to stick on this too long because it is a little bit um, d- deep and a yeah. little bit dark, but. So, my friend Jeannie Mai, who's on The Real and one of my favorite people in the whole world, she started a YouTube channel probably like six months ago. Channel is doing incredibly well. It's funny, it's great. She very openly had a huge falling out with her mom for a really long time for years, like 12 years or something like that, maybe eight years. Didn't talk to her mom at all and she does a video on her YouTube channel about why I didn't talk to my mom for eight years. I saw that. And Did you watch the whole video? Yeah, I watched the whole video. So it's really moving. If anybody has, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend watching it. I sat down and I watched it, and I started watching it with Blake. She was sitting with me, you and I was did. watching. Yes, and did this she is understand the thing. It? She didn't understand it at first, and this is why I want to mention it. So, basically, Jeannie talks about how when she was young, her mom had to work two jobs um, because they didn't have a lot of money, and the mom was working two jobs, and they needed help with the kids with um, childcare. And so, a, a family member, sixteen-year-old family member, would stay with her every day after school, and she was the oldest, and then would stay with the younger kids. And that started when she got nine years old. He he was he was molesting her. Was oh lusting. my yeah. god. And so she it's she said, you know, she describes how it starts and I think this is what's really interesting is she shares so much. She's so honest and this is a big part of her story and her own truth and she shares it very in a very interesting way where she's like it started like this. It didn't seem like a lot. And it was like, well, this is a boy that I love, and and we're, like, best friends, and we're, we're And so, and so yeah. this is no problem, and he's doing this, but that's not weird, because it wasn't really sexual. It was just, and he was even- putting his hand on her thigh. It was just a little weird. It got worse and worse and worse to the point that she was, like, living in a, she was in a living hell. And she tells the mom, she tells her mom, Mama Mai, she tells her exactly what's going on, and the mom does not believe her. Does not believe her. And she tells her again and does not believe her and keeps saying, no, that would not happen. I'm so sick
2: to my stomach. And at a
0: certain point, Jeannie runs away from home. And they do not talk for eight years after this. And there is a beautiful healing moment that happens on the show where there's this, uh, you have to watch it. There's this incredible moment. But what it brought up, and this was you talking about when is it right to talk about kids with porn porn and all this stuff. It brought up in the moment, because Blake said, why is she crying? And okay. so I didn't watch the whole thing with her. I started, then I realized yeah. where it was going, and I stopped. But I had the conversation with Blake about, do you know what your private parts are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Blake pointed to her eyes. And I said, no, 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 it's not your eyes. Do you know where your private parts are? I just pointed to her cheeks. So I said, no. So I pointed to her vagina, I pointed to her butt, and I pointed to her boobs. Mm-hmm. And I said, these are your private parts. These are parts that are only for you. or when, and, then I, and then I didn't want to make it yeah, a bad thing, so yeah. yeah. I'm like, or when you're much older. I didn't know at that point. that I'm like, shoot, I don't want to say it's only for you and make it a bad thing. Ah." So I just said, if anybody, a boy, a girl, a grown-up, if anybody tries to touch you in the private parts that I just told you, you have to tell mommy. Do you understand? And she was like, yes. And I said, where are your private parts? So she pointed to them again. And I said, who's allowed to touch them? And she pointed to herself. And I said, good. Anybody else touches them, you tell me. Then she and I are playing. And she goes, mom, you touched me in my vagina. Uh And then it was... Okay, sit yeah. down. You'd never lie. About someone touching you and your, and then it was like, okay, now here's a whole other big one right. because now I told you this big thing. Now you need to know you can't make light of this big thing. This big thing's a big thing. Yeah. You can't lie. You can't say someone did it if someone didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, I got nervous. Like, was she too young? Should I not have shared no, it? Does she not?
1: I think it's. Uh, oh my gosh, I
0: don't think 20. she's too young. Ellie
2: is 23 months old, and we have been talking about. This. You have. I have.
0: Okay. So my husband tell me what and I have talked said.
2: about it. The same exact thing. Okay. Um, because she now wants to wash herself. So, again, my baby is a toddler. She's not even two. I just say it because I want to make sure that she knows that this is for you. Mm -hmm. You can touch, you know, you can wash yourself. You can touch it. Um, When we're at the doctor and mommy and daddy are there. And I love what you just said, Orly, because um, we have said there are some, you know, a grown-up shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, a boy, a girl. I have a girlfriend that was molested by her female babysitter. Yeah, it's always. I, I, I think we talked it, about it, this. Yes, in a few it, we back. have, and it is not. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who. We should. We definitely need to get an a lot of times. It's stuff. a family member, and so yes, we have totally talked about this. Again, she's so young that you it's to a conversation we're gonna have to continue. It oh, makes
0: I, me so sad. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Because I just think like there's all these things that we're gonna try to prevent. For our kids, that, like, the thought, even letting yourself go there for a minute, the thought that, like, any of our kids, boys or girls, could potentially have some kind of situation where they're in this vulnerable, even when they're 15 and an older boy is trying to push them into something, like, that happened to me that happens to everybody like just you think about this like pureness right now and that like at a certain point all of these other things are going to become oh, realities wow. to them and like when i think about genie and i think about unfortunately so many of us have friends and people who have experienced things like that and it just like it wrenches like it makes me sick to my stomach that things like that happen because you're not capable of really standing up for yourself at that point. Of like course. It happens when you're so young because of that reason. Absolutely. Because whoever's doing it knows. Yeah. And One I just, in like, just, five like, women will be raped. Like I can't right now. It just makes yeah. me want to throw up. Like just... I didn't want to like go deep into in mm. this conversation but sort of like now that we're here I'm just kind of like... It does... It overwhelms me in the thought that like... I agree. There could ever be mm-hmm. a point that like our daughters or our sons will... Have that fear moment of like something's happening Which that it, I don't like, That's and then I, right. and I
1: hate even thinking about this that way. But like for instance, there was a allegation going around um, at my school, uh, not my school, but in the area that I live um, about the high school where there was a star athlete who was sexually assaulting some of the teenage girls, and none of the girls were coming forward. And to me, I immediately kind of thought the other thing too. I was like. Raising a kid who potentially has those allegations yes. against them—that scared the crap out of me. To protect
0: your sons of from course, that, yes, yeah.
1: right, and also saying like, do you know how to handle other people and and partners that you may have or whatever it is? But mm-hmm. like, how do you handle yourself? That's such an education too. And I think a lot of times we think about girls as victims. Obviously, little boys too, but. We forget that, like, yeah. raising these people and girls too. Girls do it yeah, too. You're also responsible just, uh, for your actions. So, and what does that mean? It's so scary. It's oh a, my gosh, black I, cool. I don't want to get into.
2: <laughs> <We> so, um, <laughs> my husband has twin sisters, and they're going oh, into yeah, their yeah, senior yeah. year of college. And oh my goodness, I don't know why, but on the way to my bachelorette, I decided to give them some like real life um, pep oh talk. My um, and I don't even know where why th- this came up, but I wanted to bring up the fact that one of my best friends um, went on a date with a guy, and like, third date, and she could not wait for him to finally freaking make out with her. Like, yeah. they had, like, kissed a couple times at the door, and um, she just, she you know, she knew him, trusted him, and so forth, and, and he raped her. He raped her on the third date, and she couldn't say anything. I mean, she, she had no voice, and she just told me... Um, like, years later that she was crying so hard that the water was just filling her ears. I mean, she couldn't talk. She couldn't move. And something that I brought up to my sister-in-laws was sometimes you're in this situation with someone that you love or you're interested in or you can't wait to maybe, you know, go to second base and things can get, um, out of hand. And that is called rape, but, um,
1: or sexual assault. Yeah. Or sexual assault. Yeah, and yeah, I think
2: all of us being moms of girls, it's something that we absolutely should be talking to our our daughters and our sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't think you're ever too and and I love that you you told Blake this is your vagina. Yeah, the, you know, using the words because children when they are little. Um, before they you know are going through puberty and it's this weird thing it's a scientific thing yes. I mean that is what it's called yeah. and a lot of us were raised by maybe moms that you know it was called something right. else or it was a dirty thing or you yes. weren't allowed to touch it and it was this for you know you had no idea and then you're really giving the power yeah.
0: to outside people of your home to teach your kid what sex is or what their body parts are that's such an interesting thing and I don't think I ever thought thought about it until you just said it that it's like the things that we choose not to teach them are the opportunities that the world will teach them because they're going to learn those things somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if there's a, a topic that you're scared to broach, someone else isn't going to be scared. And it might not be yeah. the message or the style or the morals that you want to instill in them. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have those hard conversations. You have to be honest with them. You have to tell them the truth about things that are scary and hard so that you can deliver the message in a way that builds them up as the type of people you want them to be.
1: Yep, I agree. Especially oh like growing up, uh, you know, that, that, that just wasn't talked about. None of that stuff was ever talked about. I have a family member mm-hmm. who was you know, in a not-so-good situation, and um, she harbored that for years and years and years, and when she actually came out and thought she was going to get sort of that that pressure, that relief of, like, I I let it off my Mm -hmm. shoulders, I told my parents, it wasn't received the way she was hoping. Instead, it was met with a lot of, kind of like what, mama, Mai. It was very much like that, and I remember that's why... It just felt like that very strict Asian background culture where it's like, we don't talk about that stuff, that stuff doesn't happen. And if it does, it didn't happen. Like, let's erase yeah. it from our memories. Yeah. And even till this day as a grown woman, it's hard for her to, she's like, why me? And why Why? Why couldn't they have accepted and been like, we understand that this happened to you. Instead yeah. it was more like, I don't think it really did. You know? Yeah. Um,
2: so and, much of it is about having a relationship with your child, communicating with them, building that trust, And being their advocate, especially when your child's young like mine and they can't speak up. You have to be an advocate. And this actually brings up the stamping situation, guys. I know a lot of you have been following along. I have another update. And I wish we recorded it. You
0: need to share the screenshot on the Mommy Group Pod, the text. Okay,
2: I'll I'll share it. But um, the last class, so if you guys were listening a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that my mom watched Millie. And the teacher said out loud in front of everyone, I know your mom doesn't like this, but, and went to lift up her dress to stamp her stomach. I was floored. My blood was boiling. I couldn't believe it. My husband takes her to her last class. There's and that no- was
0: on, first of all, so he was taking her when we were recording yes. last week. Yes. So he was taking her. And, and then you texted us afterwards to be like, OMG. So, like, it was, like, within real time. Yeah, Yeah. within
2: real time. And my husband says, you're not even going to believe this. But she went to lift up her shirt again and then said, oh, yeah, Millie's the one, almost emphasizing the one kid out of all the kids in front of everyone, in front of all the other parents, that doesn't get her belly stamped. So, again, um, disregarding any respect for my child's personal space, but also not respecting the parents. And that's why I think it really became... A turning point in my husband and I remembering that not all adults are right. Not all grown-ups have the best intentions. And my gut instinct from the very beginning was this just isn't something that we do and allow. And what's even more bizarre is she has now said three times to other people that I know your mom said no, but I say it's okay. that's
1: just – that's something I –
2: It's the last class we are done. I had already talked to, you know, people that are of importance – I don't even know what else to do at this point but it's so discouraging but it's also a reality that you know we are so trusting sometimes of people that are in certain positions Mm -hmm. and people that look a certain way or make us um, think that everything's right and sometimes you have to ask those hard questions and you have to be your child's advocate and you have to ruffle feathers or you have to speak up for yourself because Mm -hmm. you're the only person that's going to. Yeah because
0: imagine Brandy like imagine her, imagine Millie being a couple years older and being at in a, a circumstance with an adult like you know Miss W or whatever her name is, on her own because she's old enough now. You're you know mm. mom and dad aren't with me everywhere. I go to class on my own. They drop me off. I go to soccer practice. Whatever. Imagine the relentless pushing to an eight year old. She, at a certain point Millie's gonna think well I must be wrong I yeah, mean, this, exactly. is, is, this I is now dammit. the fourth time I said I don't want her to do this and she's still doing it she's in charge and she even said Imagine. I know your
2: mom doesn't but it can be like our little secret you know what yeah. I mean you know, I mean honestly
1: like that's like that's mind boggling I, I
0: can't tell you how mad that makes I me. had talked
1: about I think in the like oh. two episodes ago about like this presentation that we signed uh, a couple of the kids up for and Mila and Rian were part of it and the parents have to sit in on it and so I think I wanna definitely link that in this week's episode but it's just basically my body is my business and oh. this woman comes and she talks about it but she breaks it down for them and it's, what's interesting Beautiful. is as a parent is observing them interact so it's almost like as if she were talking to Blakey about like what's your favorite parts but you're not into it so she's yeah. talking to her about it and so I feel like they have a different filter yes. um, yep. when they're around us but anyways that's very heavy that we just got <sighs> into really really heavy I think um, should we Lighten the mood a little bit with our uh, products of the week. I think we should. Although yes. I, my brain, I have nothing I in my mind right now. I know. Now. I don't either. I have nothing.
0: Like I'm looking around my house. Like what do I like? Because my brain is is kind of out
1: of it. Yeah, I well,
2: I think that what we want you guys to know is, you know, when we meet up, you know, we we have ideas for what we want to talk to you about. We share all these awesome links. Um, we're real people that also want to give you updates of what's going on in our life, but this this is real life. You know, this is what the beauty of Mommy Group is, and this is why I like Mommy Group in real life, mm-hmm. um, but also this community because the emotions are real, uh, our reactions to what we read, what um, news articles interest us, and also just real life as a parent, as a mama, um, as friends. And so... I think that's that's what we want you guys to know. This is as authentic yeah. as it gets. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And it's hard.
0: It's hard without the community. you guys think we
1: for- forgo the products this week?
0: If there's some, I have nothing right now, but if there's something that you have that you think is of value, I think we should still share it.
1: So, I mean, it's obviously changing the topics a little yeah, bit. but, but let's um, do it. Let's do you it. You know, it made me think of him just because Orly's working on a DIY right now with hair clips. Mm. Um, oh, my God. And... Uh, at Target, they have Sincerely Jules, who's a uh, oh, yeah. who's a big content creator influencer. She has these adorable, adorable uh, clips that are available at Target, and they're under ten bucks. They're adorable, and I put them in my hair, um, and I also use them for me. Like, I've so been
2: wanting to hair. jump on this trend because it looks they're so cute. good, and I wear my hair down a lot, yes. so I'm always trying to think of, like know, how can, think can I like wear, wear it. better.
1: But I promise you, everyone, can you can give me, me those two, two clips really, right there. Really good. Yeah, they're good stuff. Good stuff. And actually, as you
0: were talking, it made me think of one, so I do have a problem. OK, one. OK.
2: Um, all right, well, I want to get those clips. and i This seen is them, one of my favorite I... ways for. wear Yeah, it's so it's cute. Lot, OK, you so you just put that. your hair down the center, and then
0: you clip yeah. them on the side. I can I I can put my that. hair down the center, I pull it tight and put a clip about two inches down from my part. It pulls it really tight, but then the rest of my hair can be, like, soft and, and loose imagine and textur-y. If that, it's such a and I'm cute, they're going to become rainbow crystal ones on my YouTube channel. Such a cute- but I really forever. hope
1: you make us a set. I will make you Even guys some. Even though it's I would love so to. much work, but oh, I really want some. Orly, I know exactly this is off topic, too, but I know what I want to do a DIY with you about. Okay. So, I have so many saris, like oh. beautiful yards of fabric. Yes. I want to take an old school sari, and I want to make it into a dress, so I want you to help Done. me with that. We'll <sighs> do it. Okay, consider yeah. it or at least like
2: easy. I have a couple done. safety pins. Yeah. yeah, you'll know, be fine. Right?
0: All right, Brandy, what's your product?
2: Well, no, I want to just talk about the fact that since I am 33 weeks pregnant, everything's round, and so I actually tried the hair down the middle. I didn't have the clippies, but it just made my face look even rounder and oh. more pregnant. So if you're pregnant. I wouldn't suggest that, well, actually. Well, no, actually,
1: I, I, would, I would beg to differ. Unless you yeah. know how to
2: contour your nose, no, because no, no. I think that contouring,
1: would help. No, no, contouring, but also, so you don't do the middle part, but you can do a deep side part. Like, so I'll that's what example, I should have done, because I just looked like the butt. Chrissy Teigen have the butt. is generally... in in. Uh, in life yeah. you know, she has a very round yes. face and so um, oh, she you can detract from having a more round face by doing it exactly a very deep side part severe side, waves, side part and we just clipped it in and it yeah. was easy so, and magic <laughs> must be nice never say never my dear never say never oh
2: my thing is a gift that I got from one of my mommy friends that I met in my mommy group whatever. when I was little <laughs> whatever who I'm still friends with um, Christy she got me this journal and on the cover it says letters to my daughter oh. and then Millie. It is a gift that I have re-gifted to several people, and it's a seller on Etsy, so you personalize it. The journal is empty. You guys can do whatever you want. You can write letters to your child. You can just write down little moments that you have, and I keep it by her um, nightstand because then it just reminds me, Oh, let me just write like a little sentence in here. Let me just write a little something in here. I love that. There's nothing like a thoughtful gift. I love supporting... um, These, you know, most of them are female entrepreneurs. Uh, A lot of the women that I shop on Etsy. So make sure you check out that link if you're looking for a gift to get a new mom or any age. Um, I think every year that your child gets older, I mean, that's your birthday, too, that your child came into your life. And it's one of those gifts that every parent
0: is going to appreciate. I love it. I love that. Love it. Um, So I do, because of both of what you guys said, it just reminded me. So I do have something. Um, A girlfriend of mine started a company a couple years ago called The Giving Keys. We went to high school together. Oh, my God. Caitlin Crosby, she's about to pop with another baby, too. By now she may have, uh, by the time this comes out, she may have had the baby. (laughs) But um, it started off as such a beautiful idea. And basically, um, she met these two homeless people who she hired to start engraving keys, vintage, old, used keys that she found, engraving them with words of meaning and turning them into jewelry. And then when the jewelry, you would, she would sell the jewelry. When someone gets it, they're encouraged to sort of wear it until they feel that they've embodied whatever that word was. And then they're supposed to pass it off to someone in need. So it's sort of pay it forward. Um, And the company is really all about paying it forward. They've taken, there's countless people who are homeless, who have gotten jobs, who have gotten work placement, home placement. They really are an absolutely incredible company. But the jewelry is really cool. And the bigger they've gotten, the more they've created like Mm -hmm. really nice, soft, dainty jewelry with words like truth or believe or dream. And so I think as we were talking today about truth so much to me, I just thought, well, that's really great. You could give that as a gift. To a friend, I could give that as a gift to Blake. Yeah, I could try to say, "This is so a special cute. present for me to you. I want you to be honest. I want you know, like the, there's all these ways. It's such a um, powerful present, um, and, and whether you buy it for yourself or you give it as a friend. And Caitlin is a, such an amazing girl. The company is so great, really doing what they say they're doing. Um, so I just really recommend it. if you haven't seen them, it's a great thing to do, um, really for any. I occasion. have a
2: couple giving keys, and I've given them out before, and it's yeah. such a cool feeling oh. to find a word that is just perfect for someone. Yes. And there's something that happens when you're actually wearing the key. hundred yeah. percent. you feel totally empowered. You, it's such a great reminder. Uh, and you can buy them online, or they've actually expanded. So I think they're actually at Nordstrom now. Whenever. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all over.
0: They're all over now. It's it's you can find it anywhere. Just type in the giving keys, and you'll find some really cool some really cool things. No matter your style. Um, alright guys, thanks for going on that ride with us. I I'm know. exhausted. Yeah, I know. I'm emotionally
1: drained, but all right. good stuff. We'll see um, you guys next time, yeah? Yeah, please, please
0: do subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Rate and review, because that's really how it helps us grow. And screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, help us spread the word. We're having such a blast and we want to kind of go this community as big as we can.
2: Thanks for listening, guys. Love you girls. And guys. guys, bye.